Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society, a podcast dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious old-time radio stories, but do they stand the test of time? That's what we're here to find out. Today is my pick, and I chose an episode of Inner Sanctum entitled The Voice on the Wire. Inner Sanctum was created by Hyman Brown, an influential figure in the history of American broadcasting. Brown's career in radio spanned eight decades, including his 1970s revival series, The CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Despite his many contributions to the medium, Brown is best remembered for Inner Sanctum. The program ran on NBC from January 1941 to October 1952 and featured one of horror radio's most iconic hosts, Raymond Edward Johnson. Raymond introduced each story with a litany of ghoulish jokes and puns, often taking the time to chuckle at his own sardonic wit. His glib, sardonic tone influenced many other horror hosts, most notably Maurice Tarplin from The Mysterious Traveler and The Crypt Keeper from EC Publishing's notorious comic book, Tales from the Crypt. Inner Sanctum borrowed its name from a line of mystery novels published by Simon & Schuster, but rarely bothered to use the novels as source material. Instead, Inner Sanctum developed its own style of over-the-top storytelling, fueled by improbable situations and shameless plot twists. And now, let's listen to The Voice on the Wire from Inner Sanctum, starring Leslie Woods, first broadcast November 29th, 1944. It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker, listen to the music, and listen to the voices. Colgate Tooth Powder presents... Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host, Raymond, inviting you in through the squeaking door. Well, it's so nice if you'd come here tonight and uh, help me sit up with the corpse. Such dull company, so cold and stiff, bored with being dead. All the uh, life seems to have gone out of him. What? You say you've seen him before. Oh, no, he's not that horror man who plays in pictures. But he does look like him. So much so, in fact, you might even call him a dead ringer. Tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery, Voice on the Wire, is an original radio drama by Robert Sloan and stars Miss Leslie Woods in the role of Geraldine Reeves. It's produced under the direction of Hyman Brown. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it at night. Don't take a chance. With your romance, use Colgate Tooth Romance. What is romance? Romance is the light on the path of love. But a light so delicate that even a breath may put it out. Even a breath. You'd hate that to happen to you, wouldn't you? Well, don't let a breath of trouble ruin your romance. Don't let unpleasing breath offend the one you love. I tell you what. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. Because scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And let me add, Colgate tooth powder is the only tooth powder that offers proof of this fact. And then, too, Colgate tooth powder cleans your teeth beautifully. No amount of money can buy you a dentifrice that will clean your teeth more quickly and thoroughly. Remember the name Colgate tooth powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. 
doubt the telephone is an ingenious invention, but um, as far as I know, no one as yet has been able to commit murder over it. Although many people have wanted to. Still, there are worse things you can get on the phone than the wrong number, especially if you happen to call the voice on the wire. On a long, narrow island just off the shore of one of our larger lakes, Mrs. Geraldine Reeves, widow of the late composer David Reeves, lives alone in a gaunt, gray, shingled house. Only a few hundred yards away are the charred remains of her former home where David was burned to death in a fire just two years ago. It's after dinner now, and as the clock in the hall strikes eight... You've got to get hold of yourself, Geraldine. I can't help it, Doctor. You see, it starts every night about this time. What starts? The music. David's last composition. I hear it being played on a piano. And the notes seem to come from the old house, the house where David died in the fire. Well, perhaps someone is playing that piece on the piano. Someone on the island. No. No, there's only one other house out here, and those people are away. And the dog. The dog keeps howling all night long. What dog? I don't know. There's no dog on the island, but David and I did have a dog. You remember? He stayed with David the night of the fire. He died with him because David was too ill to get out of bed. There. There it is again. It's amazing. That's a real dog. Somewhere on this island. You think so? I... Why, of course. Probably some stray got across the bridge or swam over from the shore. Well, you see, I... Oh, excuse me, Doctor. Certainly. Hello? Hello. Mrs. Geraldine Reeves. Yes, speaking. Who is this? Listen. You have four hours to live, Mrs. Reeves. Four hours to live. What? What did you say? Hello? Hello? What's the matter, Geraldine? The music. The same music. I heard it again. What? Over the phone. Someone's playing it on the piano. It must be some sort of a prank. No, no, no. A man spoke to me. He said I have four hours to live. Four hours to... Here. Let me have that phone. No, no. It's, it's no use. He's rung off. Well, I... we might be able to trace the car. Hello, operator. Operator. Somebody's trying to kill me. Hello, operator. Operator. What's wrong, doctor? I... I'm afraid the wires have been cut. We'd better get into my car and drive into town right away. Yes. Yes, it isn't safe for me to stay here another minute. understand it. The motor won't turn over. Somebody must have meddled with this car while we were in the house. Well, try my car, Doctor. I think perhaps I'd better. Is it in the garage? Yes, yes, I'll... Great heavens, it's gone. The garage is empty. The car's been stolen. Now, let's not lose our heads, Geraldine. But... We're not completely cut off yet. We can't use a car. We can still walk. But it's almost a mile to the bridge, and the road is so dark down along the water. It won't be too dark with a flashlight. We can go down through the woods to the edge of the water and walk along the shore. Oh, wait a minute. What's the matter? I just remembered. David's brother's driving out here tonight. Harvey? Yes, and his wife, Laura. They said they'd be here by 8.30, and if we wait for them, they can take us back in their car. What do you think, Doctor? That's safer than trying to make it alone. If we wait right here, perhaps we can watch the bridge and see them coming. Heaven's sake, Geraldine. What are you staring at? The bridge, Doctor. The bridge, Look! This end of it's been washed out. Oh, Doctor, this is crazy, searching for a telephone wire in back of the house. If we're seen out here, there's no telling what might happen. Please, please, Geraldine. We've got to find out where that wire was cut and splice it together again. It's our only chance of reaching the police. But it's almost nine o'clock. We've wasted an hour already. If I'm not out of here by 12... Stop it, Geraldine. We... Stop it. Sorry, I, 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 I didn't mean to. I... What's that? It's the dog again. 
That confounded dog is tied up around here somewhere. No, no, I didn't mean that. I meant the light on the road. There's a strange light on the road. The headlight of a car coming this way. A car? Yes. Quick, behind the house and stay out of sight. It's turning into the driveway. How could a car have come out onto the island with that bridge on? Shh. They're getting out. Oh, why, it's Harvey and, and Laura. Good heavens. Oh, Harvey. Hello. Harvey. Oh, Harvey. For Pete's sake. Oh. Jerry, what are you doing? Playing hide-and-seek with us back there? Oh, Harvey, I'm so glad you came. Jerry, what's I, the I, matter? I, oh, everything, everything. But but first, you've got to tell us how you got here. Why, we just drove over the bridge and on up the road the way we always do. But how could you drive over the bridge? It's been washed out. What? Well, I saw it with my own eyes, and Dr. Pricing saw it too, didn't you, Doctor? I certainly did. Oh, you must be mistaken. We drove over the bridge not more than two minutes ago. Are you sure you haven't been on the island longer than that? Well, I'm positive. Why? Well, some very strange things have been happening here tonight. Geraldine's life was threatened, her car stolen, and mine tampered with. What? What are you talking about? Look, I'll show you. The starter in my car won't even turn the motor over. Here. Why, <coughs> George, it's working now. Say, what is this, Jerry? You and the doctor have been taking a few pills? Did you drink too much wine at dinner? Oh, no, no. Everything he said is true. Even the telephone wires have been... I, I, I must be going out of my mind. That is my telephone ringing, isn't it? Yes, of course. Aren't you going to answer it? Well, I, I'm almost afraid to. Come with me, Harvey, will you, while I do? Sure. Hello? Hello. Mrs. Reeves? Yes? Listen. It's nine o'clock, Mrs. Reeves. You have three hours to live. This endless waiting. Why don't the police come? Easy now, Jerry. They'll be here. You only phoned them a few minutes ago. But something can happen before they get here. I have a gun ready, just in case anything should happen. And I won't hesitate to use it. You have a gun, Doctor? Why, uh, yes. Uh, Geraldine gave it to me before you arrived. Oh. What's the matter? You trust me with a gun, don't you? Why, why of course. I... Laura, what is it? face at the window. I just saw a face at the window. Laura, please, you're letting your imagination run away with you. No, I saw it right there. The face of a, a dead man. Quick, Harvey, out the back way. Right. No, no, please don't leave us. We'll be right outside the window. Jerry, I'm afraid. Well, there's, there's nothing we can do, Laura. They, they won't be far away. But I... I don't trust Dr. Prizing. You never should have given him that gun. Why not? Because... Because I think he's a murderer. Oh, yes. Don't you remember how he acted at the trial when you were accused of starting the fire that killed David? He testified against you time and again, subtly, to make them think you did it. Because he started that fire himself. What on earth are you saying? I'm telling you the truth. During the trial, he swore that he wasn't on the island the night of the fire. But he was. And I can prove it. How? By this cigarette case of his. Here, look at it. You see how it's charred and melted on the side where his initials were? He must have left it in the fire that night, by mistake. But he couldn't have. The police searched everything the next morning. They would have found it in the ashes. Not if it wasn't there. He came back for it that same night, as soon as he missed it, and dragged it out of the fire. He knew it would incriminate him if it were found in his possession, so he threw it into the lake as he drove home over the bridge. And that's where we found it, in the water, the last time we were out here. Oh, Laura, I hope you're wrong. I... So do I. But if I'm right... We're all in for... Laura! The lights! Somebody's cut off the lights! <laughs> Laura! Laura, where are you? Carry the door! Carry through the door! It's the face I saw! Uh, Laura! Laura! It was meant to be me, Harvey. 
Whoever came through that door intended to kill me. Jerry, please. How is Laura, Doctor? I'm afraid I can't do anything for her, Harvey. She's passed on. Oh! Laura. Laura, darling. You'd better not touch the body, Harvey. Oh, leave me alone. You've done enough already, Dr. Prising. I beg your pardon? You'll have a lot of explaining to do when the police arrive, Doctor. Now, tell them how you ran away from me out there before the lights went out. And how you were here in this room when they went on again. Harvey, don't say things you'll regret later on. Just a moment. Where is the cigarette case Laura had in her hand when the lights went out? What cigarette case? You know the one I mean, Dr. Prising. The gold one that was charred in the fire. I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. I have. And if you're as innocent as you claim to be, you won't mind being searched. Not at all. Go right ahead. I will. Whom are you calling, Geraldine? The police. I can't understand why they haven't arrived yet. It's almost 10 o'clock. Maybe something's happened to them on the way. Maybe their car broke down. Their car, too? Huh? Nothing. Only it seems as if your car is the only one that works when you want it to. Headquarters. Oh, Sergeant. Sergeant, I can't understand why your men aren't here yet. A murder's been committed. Do you think you've been calling the police department all this time, Mrs. Reeves? David's music. It's ten o'clock, Mrs. Reeves. You have two more hours. Jerry, are you in your room? Yes, Harvey. What is it? This is our chance, Jerry. We've got to run away from Dr. Prising now, while we're alone. Yes, of course, Harvey, but how will we go? In my car, it's just... Uh... Wait a minute. Listen. What is it? It sounds like footsteps in the living room. Prising must be in there. No, I saw him go outside. He said he wanted to see if he could find the dog. Well, there's someone in there. I'm going to find out who it is. Be careful, Harvey. He may be standing just outside the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You stay behind me. anybody there? Is anybody in the living room? No. There doesn't seem to Don't be... Don't talk oh. me, Harvey. Oh. Well, Dr. Pricey, you've been standing at this door with your ear to the keyhole? No, not exactly. I thought you were supposed to be outside, looking for that dog. I was outside for a while. But I saw someone moving around in here, so I came back. And I got here. Your wife's body was gone. What? what? Gone? Your... Laura's body is gone? I assume that it's gone. It's not where it was on the floor. But, but how could it... Look here, Pricey. You were alone in this room. And so were what? you. After I left. Wasn't it, Geraldine? Well, yes, now that I think back, he was. Certainly. What's more, Geraldine saw me leave the house. And when I left, the body was still here. After that, I don't know what happened. What are you driving at? Draw your own conclusions. I've drawn mine. Why, you... Harvey, stop it! Stop it! I... I'm sorry, Jerry. I just... The dog again. Yeah. I can't understand why you didn't find that dog, Dr. Prising. He must be right out there where the old house used to be. Well, if you think you can find him, why don't you go? Good heavens, man. What? Look. There's a fire burning out there. On the grounds of the old house. Pricing, you started that fire yourself and you're burning Laura's body in it to cover up your crime. Harvey, where are you going? I'm going to the fire, Jerry. I've got to stop it. I've got to put it off. I'm going to lose my mind if someone doesn't stop these awful things from happening. Won't anybody help us? Easy, I'm... Geraldine. The man who hopes to kill you was trying to break you down first. It's well, part of his plan. Here. Take a sip of this brandy. It'll help you. All right, thank you, Doctor. I... What's the matter? Oh, nothing, really. I just don't care for any brandy just now. What's wrong with it? Well, I, I, I didn't say anything was wrong with it. I, I just don't... You fool. Do you think I'm trying to poison you? I don't know what to think. Here, give me that brandy. I'll drink it myself. 
There. Believe me now? I don't believe anyone. Listen to me, Geraldine. I'm the best friend you have in the world right now. You've got to understand that. Because there isn't much more time. We've got to get away from Harvey while he's still out there. What do you mean? Can't you see? He's trying to kill you. That's a lie. It isn't, Geraldine. Harvey's the one that's lied to us. He and Laura both. They intended to kill you when the lights went out. But in the darkness, Harvey made a fatal mistake. He thought it was you he was strangling, not Laura. I won't believe it. It's that. the truth. They never drove across that bridge at 9 o'clock tonight. They've been here on the island all evening. How do you know? Because we saw that bridge with our own eyes. And I saw it again just five minutes ago. It's still down. You're lying. Come out and see it for yourself. You're just trying to get me out of this house. Stop being such a fool. Here. Take this gun. If it'll give you any security, take it. And hold it in my back while we're out there. But for heaven's sakes, let's get away from Harvey while there's still a chance. All right. Give me the gun. Here. Now you keep in front of me all the time. And I'm warning you. If you make one false move, I'll kill you in cold blood. You see, Harvey and Laura were lying to us. The bridge is still down. You're right. They couldn't have come across that bridge. Of course not. The only trouble is, we can't get back over it now either. We've got to get away, Doctor, now, before we're seen. What about that house at the other end of the island? People are away. But they might have a boat. Yes, of course they do have a boat. We can row to the mainland. Come on, quick. All right. I have a feeling we're being followed. It's your imagination. Hurry, Geraldine. Hurry. We are being followed, Doctor. Look behind us. There's a man with a dog. Good heavens. It's just like the dog you owned. The one that died in the fire. Yes. And the man... It's Dave. We've lost them. Lost them in the woods. They can't be far behind. It doesn't matter now. The house is just ahead. But the boat, Doctor. The boat's not at the landing. It must be. Well, it isn't. Can't you see it isn't? Perhaps it's around and back. No, that side of the house faces the road. Then we'll have to break in and hide here until morning. Our best chance is to be inside, where we can protect ourselves. After all, you still have a gun. But I hardly know how to use it. Then give it to me. No. You still don't trust me, do you? I don't know, Doctor. But I'm the one who's been threatened... So I really should have the gun. Very well. Wait here. I'll break through the window and come around on the inside. Did you hurt yourself? No. I'm all right. Just wait there for me and I'll unlock the door. Oh, hurry, doctor. Please, hurry. They're on our trail again. Come inside, Geraldine. Quickly. And lock the door behind you. What's wrong, doctor? Nothing's wrong. We're in luck. There's a phone here. If it hasn't been disconnected. Hello. Hello, operator. This isn't the operator. Tell Mrs. Reeves it's 11 o'clock. She has one more hour to live. I won't leave this house. I'm not going to run away any longer. If they're going to kill me, let them come here and do it. Only for heaven's sakes, why don't they do it right away? Why don't they come here and get it over with instead of waiting until 12 o'clock? Geraldine, please. Well, I can't stand it any longer. I'd rather die than go through any more of this torture. Uh, I just... Sit down for a moment. Relax. And try to ease your mind. Oh, for... Dr. Prizing, what are you doing? Playing the piano. I thought it might relax you. But that melody. You. You're the one I hear at night playing David's music. Playing it right here in this house. Yes, Geraldine. I've rented this house to protect you from David and the dog. Well, stop it. Stop playing that piece. Stop it. Now stay where you are. Stay. Don't be afraid. I won't harm you. As long as you have that gun. 
But the gun won't stop David. David's dead. Is he? Listen. He's right outside the door. And in a moment, he'll be here to take you with him. No! Everything you've done. Stop! You killed me, didn't you, darling? You started that fire because you knew I was too much of an invalid to get out of bed. Stay where you are! You hated me, Geraldine. Stop! No. Your bullets can't harm me now. Nothing you can do can harm me. Because I'm dead and you're still alive. Oh, David. David, forgive me. I, I didn't know what I was doing that night. Please, please believe me. I was sorry as soon as I started that fire, but it was too late then. I couldn't put it out. I, I couldn't. How dare you? How dare you ask my forgiveness when you're still lying? But I'm not lying. I'm not. I, I told you everything. Why didn't you tell the police? Because I wanted to live. You'll confess everything now? Yes, David, yes. Yes, I will. If you'll only leave me alone, please. Please. It was my cigarette case Laura found in the water. I'd thrown it over the bridge that same night after I took it out of the fire. Well, I, I guess that's all we need, Harvey. Full confession with two witnesses. Harvey! Yes, Geraldine. I do look like my brother in this dim light. And the dog Laura's holding outside is the same breed as the one you own. Laura! Laura! Did you say Laura was alive? Very much so, Geraldine. It wasn't hard for me to pretend being dead. With the doctor keeping you away from my body. Then you were all in this together. You forced this confession out of me. Yes, Geraldine. The blank cartridges Dr. Pricing slipped into that gun of yours really turned the trick. Oh, excuse me. Hello. Oh, hello, Inspector. Yes, it's all right now. You can hook the wires up again. She's told us the truth. And you'd better get to work on that bridge right away. It's, uh, still down. What an outrage, all those opportunities for murder and not a drop of blood spilled all night long. Oh, well, some days you can't lay away a corpuscle. And now, uh... A moment while our Colgate voices bring you a message. Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it at night to help you rate with every date. Use Colgate tooth powder. Tell me, do you really mean it when you say, I want to be alone? Or are you just pretending that you don't care about dates? Could it be that a little breath of trouble has cooled your romance? A little breath? What a pity to let unpleasing breath ruin your romance. Why not brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate tooth powder? Scientific tests prove that Colgate tooth powder, in seven cases out of ten, instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. So use Colgate tooth powder for all it's worth. Enjoy its exciting cleansing results, too. No amount of money can buy you a dentifrice that will clean your teeth more quickly or effectively than Colgate tooth powder. Remember the name, Colgate tooth powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Time for me to join the moonbeams now. But before I leave under a cloud, before I'm missed, I thought I might pass on the moral of tonight's story. If you must light a fire under your husband's bed, be careful where you drop the ashes. By the way, this month's Inner Sanctum Mystery novel is Puzzle for Puppets by Patrick Quentin. Well, now it's really time to close that there squeaking door until next week when Colgate Tooth Powder brings you another inner sanctum mystery. So until then, 
Good night. Pleasant dreams. Huh? Latest reports from doctors on the 14-day palm olive plan. Kansas City reports better complexions for 93%. New Orleans reports better complexions for 97%. In city after city, doctors tested the 14-day palm olive plan on all types of skin. And two out of three of all women tested got better complexions in 14 days. What is this 14-day palm olive plan? Wash your face three times a day with palm olive soap. Then each time take 60 seconds more to massage palm olive's lovely soft lather onto your skin as you would a cream. Then rinse. This cleansing massage with palm olive's lather brings your skin its full beautifying effect. See what palm olive can do for your skin in 14 days. Remember, doctors prove palm olive's beauty results. Remember another Inner Sanctum mystery next Wednesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That was The Voice on the Wire from Inner Sanctum here in the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. That was my pick. Been a long time since I've had a pick and uh, wanted it to be really, really special. So I listened to a lot of stuff and was like, oh, what am I going to bring? What phenomenal piece of (laughs) audio drama theater can I present? This one I listened to. And fell asleep, and as I was falling asleep, I was like, oh, this is good. I better remember this. <laughs> were you falling asleep, or were you drunk? That sounded a little... That's how I sleep. Okay. <laughs> so I kept trying, and I kept thinking, I got to make it through this, because it sounds really good. I think this might be the one, but I'm not making it through. So it gets down to it, and you, Josh like, where's your pick, man? We need your pick, because we're going to record. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Voice on the Wire from Inner Sanctum, even though I haven't made it all the way through. <laughs> Voice on the Wire. Has he not heard the ending? Doesn't he know? And so I finally, because I was forced to uh, listen, and uh, I was relieved to make it all the way through and go, ah, oh, I'm pretty happy with that bit. Because <laughs> it could have gone in a lot of different directions. Like, oh, what have I done? What have I sent them? Like, if it fell apart like the lodger from the first episode <laughs> of Suspense. And, you know, like, what if it's just terrible? But then again, that would have been awesome, too. This episode, uh, what I love most about it, I think what attracted me to it in the first 10 minutes before I kept falling asleep was we started in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're there's no screwing around like and action ah, go 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 and then it just just keeps getting crazier and crazier and there's so many things going on so many things going on before we discuss those things let's rate pun quality Raymond's puns yeah I thought this was high quality material dead ringer there was some in there that uh <laughs> The corpuscle one. Uh, I, well, I don't even get that. Those are the ones I like. <laughs> the ones you don't get? That are just uh, like, you I did not that earn that. Actually making a joke. I love the jokes that run on an engine of pure bravado. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sense to it. Leave on a cloud before I'm missed. Ah, okay. Uh, so That's cheap, good. so good. That I was, was like a greasy burger of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to regret this joke later, but I don't care. <laughs> Take that joke toilet. <laughs> I uh, I really wanted it to be one with the Lipton Tea Lady. Yeah, She was there only for a, a year or yeah. maybe a little over, so there aren't many. No, but I ran into about five or six that I didn't like the episode that much, but their back and forth was just so phenomenal <laughs> that I was like, oh, please be a good... Uh, no, I don't want to bring this up. I wonder how many listeners we would lose if we ever just featured a compilation <laughs> lose, episode. Lose. <laughs> I mean, gain. <laughs> Mr. Host and the Lipton Tea Lady for 30 minutes. Just a super cut. Just put a drum machine under that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have the next Sisters of Mercy album. <laughs> Sisters of Lipton. <laughs> so, subplots. Let's start listing everything that happened. Well, first, one of the things I love to do with a story like this, and particularly Inner Sanctum, is just 
time out some of the exposition dumps. Right. (laughs) So just uh, to put this in context, right at the top of the show, we find out that every night Geraldine hears David's last composition played on a piano. Um, It sounds like it's coming from the burned down house that they apparently, after it burned down, built a new house that looks down on the burned out house where (laughs) her husband died. And And their dog. And they're do- and you're a freak for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> there's only one other house on the island, and the occupants are away. And then there's also a mysterious dog howling from somewhere. But she knows there are no dogs on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor hears the dog too, but says that it's just a, a real dog that's just swam to the island for Came fun. Came across the bridge. Yeah, yeah, it just howls now. There's the phone that rings, and we hear David's composition on the phone, and the voice that says that Geraldine only has four hours to live. They try to call right. the police, but the wire's been cut. They try to get to the fo- their car, but it it's been sabotaged. St- They'll have Her to walk. Her car won't start, and his car is gone? Yeah, and... The bridge? Uh, Do we get to get the bridge? get to the bridge, and it's all washed out, and that is the first three <laughs> minutes right. of story. Three minutes. This is what occurred to me while I was listening to this. See if you guys agree. So Carlton E. Morris, who wrote I Love a Mystery, wrote all of that, 26 episodes, that much would happen. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What you just said in the first three minutes of this is, like, each one of those is the end of an episode of I Love a Mystery or uh, City of the Dead uh, from I Love... Adventures by Morris. And, And when you... Uh, spread that out and you go, oh, now their car won't start. Oh, there's a dog. There's no dog. Dun, dun, dun. And you spread that out. It's cool, right? This is an I Love a Mystery crammed into 30 minutes. And which is why I think I liked it so much is because I was like, plot twist, go, plot twist, go with a somewhat plausible, if not horrifyingly complicated plot to get her to confess. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, I don't think this is going to hold up in court. Right. Ultimately. Right. But it also oh, struck this me this that, makes Columbo look like he has airtight cases. <laughs> that had she been carrying a separate gun, aside from the one, the, the fake with the one of the loaded blanks, had she been carrying her own gun and shot her brother-in-law, mm-hmm. her life had been threatened. She was totally in the clear to shoot that guy. Right. How did they get the bridge to wash out and then not be washed out? <laughs> uh, in, in the spirit of what you were saying, uh, of this being a super condensed bullion cube of uh, Crawford Morris, um, <laughs> at the end of it... <laughs> I love that explanation. That is beautiful. At the end of it, you get like, okay, I see how this would have worked out. And then I listen to it again and like, nope, nope. nope. All that backfilling I thought it was doing, that doesn't work. No, there's no person free to be doing that sort of thing. Right. Uh, it's it's t- some hand waving to like, in general, there was some collaboration and some things happening. And they, who's the guy on the phone? Right. Is it the police? Because I believe I, I, she gets calls when both when the male both characters the- are present. I believe the police are involved. That's what I was led to believe in my head that they were in on it, which again, I don't think is going to hold up in court. Well, they can. They can do anything. They want, uh, or right? at least it's their friends at the phone company. Right, right. <laughs> Hey, uh, also, you should fix the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do? Well, we washed it out just to make this woman confess. But yet, I was riveted the entire time by this because it was so intense. Like, what is going on? Entered my head every six seconds, (laughs) which is fun. I think the script writer's intent matches the plot of the doctor and the brother-in-law. Right. (laughs) is that to just keep her so off balance and so confused that she is bound to confess. And yeah, the, the really, same thing happens to the listeners. Like, I right. just don't know what's happening. I really enjoyed that the the old sort of trope of we're all in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it got the, the fun twist of, but we're really going to actively try to make you think that we suspect each other. That's a lot of rehearsal. Everything had to go just... Right. She had to react to everything perfectly for this to work. Right. And then she'll say this. Well, what if she doesn't? Don't worry about it. She will. (laughs) Then she's going to do this. What if she doesn't? Ah, She will. Like, I mean, it's flawed. (laughs) (laughs) This is my big picture statement about this episode is this is my podcast thesis statement episode of 
I loved this. This was so much fun. It's all the old school plot mm-hmm. twists and shock for nothing more than the value of a twist that this does not hold up. I mean, this is, does not stand the test of time, I think. This was not something that you'd like. If you've never heard Rady before, this is going to be the thing that wins you over. Right. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. That was super fun. This It almost comes across something someone would write as a parody of old-time radio. And there it is from 1944 or whatever it is. It really is a parody of itself. And Raymond really helps set the tone, not only in his funny presentation, but the fact that he's laughing at himself. He's... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just having a real good time or if he's a little drunk or whatever, but he's having a real good time. We, you caught that? That there were a few moments when he said, inner saying to him, he laughed a little. <laughs> I don't have any proof of this, but it sounded to me, there were a couple of times that he was stifling a laugh. Yeah. That someone was off mic, like mooning him. You know what I mean? Like someone yes. was trying to make him laugh and he was holding it together. Now, I have nothing to base that on other than that's what those slight chuckles sounded like to me that he was Just being. Something in the, in the production is they were having fun putting the show on. Right. I have to give Raymond a lot of credit as being the guy who created this host character, but I have to say, I enjoy Paul McGrath more. He leans into it harder, which yep. he has to do if you're going to replace Raymond. You're like, right. I have to notch this up. I agree. It's like Raymond's the early punk days and then <laughs> and they toured a little while, polished that things up and maybe not as fun. <laughs> bullion Cube. Bullion Cube. <laughs> so exactly. my question is, there's a reference earlier on to the doctor testifying against mm-hmm. Geraldine. Yeah. Which suggests that there was a trial. If she was proven innocent, she can't be retried. (laughs) So it clearly, I must be wrong about that. It clearly must have just been a grand jury and they were just deciding whether it was, yeah, it's all back. It did not specify it was her trial, but that his testimony in a trial was implicating her. But keep going, keep extrapolating, because there's another step to this that makes you go, huh. So he testified against her. Now they're buddies. Yes, that was my original <laughs> note before I got to the end. It's like, wow, they've really made up. Quickly. And there's a lot of that. Like, when, I mean, we've all had friends we've accused of murder, right? right. <laughs> hey, sorry about yesterday. We cool? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. And then Come on when over. <laughs> Laura supposedly dies, they're all really not that shaken up by it. And Mm-mm. so that is probably the first big clue. There's a reference to when her body disappears. She's gone. She, her body was just right here on the floor where we left it and all went to bed for the night. Right? <laughs> well, Including that was, her husband. Her <laughs> sister-in-law's dead. Where's the cigarette case? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his wife died. smoke right now. His wife died and they went to bed, left her on the floor. <laughs> and then, oh, she's gone. But then again, when you know what now that there was all a plan, but then again, she should have been suspectful of that behavior. Well, I, th- I don't know about you guys, but there reached a point where it became so convoluted. The fingers were being pointed in so many directions. Yep. It was clear that the only possible solution was that everybody is working together in some way. Yeah. There's just no way it can be anything other than that. I didn't have that because I was just so happy with how much was happening <laughs> like wow they just keep throwing stuff on the fire put more things in there and they are very nonchalant about each thing being added mm-hmm. to even like mm-hmm. when they're running in the woods the doctor and Geraldine are like they see the figure and they say it's David and their dog and they're yep. like back from the dead is there a bigger reaction to this <laughs> right, right I'm gonna break into this house <laughs> <laughs> yes I don't have much to stand on when I say I like this. Other than the plot twist speed of it, I, I don't know. I I just I, was having the best time. Yeah, my experience was, you know, like, it's a roller coaster. Yes. It, it don't stop and think because that won't be rewarding. That's not going to give you anything. No. Just let the thing whip you around and... Come to a stop eventually. We begin our story in such and such a house. Ring, ring. You have four hours to live. Yeah. Boom. Here we go. Yeah, and you, Tim is right. You cannot think. I can imagine Raymond just putting his finger on the listener's lips. And going, Shh, don't speak. Just listen. Yep. Now don't worry about it. Don't worry it's about it. It's all going to work out. 
The other thing before we uh, get to a vote I want to talk about is this Colgate tooth powder commercial. Mm. Mm. One of the best jingles ever written, by the way. Specifically, the line that just I couldn't get past was uh, a reference to unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. <laughs> As opposed to? Where else would unpleasing breath originate from? Well, Joshua, <laughs> come on over some night and I'll show you some horrifying places. No, I, that I breathe through. That I breathe through. <laughs> like tracheotomy. I've, I've been breathing wrong all these years, apparently. Yeah, uh, the jingle's good. <laughs> that one does make me think, there's a backstory behind these commercials of some ad writer who had a series of really bad dates. And had you know come to Jesus moment about his breath, <laughs> <laughs> and now it, that's his hammer that he views the whole world as. Because later they ask the question, "Do you really mean it when you say I want to be alone, Bob? Like, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're choosing this." <laughs> I, and I will offer this, and I, I'm uh, confessing that I stole this from Eric, who I heard him mention it outside of the context of this recording so far. Uh, he was not a great composer, this guy. Oh, right. <laughs> no. One song, it's, it's okay. It's not even okay. <laughs> like, that's the song? It's terrible. Like, wow. I could plunk that out. <laughs> well, let's send this thing to a vote, eh? <laughs> sure All thing, right. hoser. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to start because I brought this. I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to die on this hill. I love this because it's ridiculous, because it's so fast and furious. It was so fun, and it was a ridiculous amount of things happening. And I think that the reason I like it is because, again, I think it reminded me of I love a mystery in 30 minutes. (laughs) And I love that we got to the castle and it never let up. And, you know, there was no time to establish any kind of nonsense relationships or anything. Just go, 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 go. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it stands the test of time, but I do think it stands the test of time in the sense of if you were to say, we need an example of old time radio that is the cliche that people think of when they think of old time radio. You'd mm. use this. Yeah, um, this was somewhat fun, and I am on record as an admirer of the excesses of Inner Sanctum. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I stand behind that, but I think this one was excessive to a degree that it ultimately just undermined itself um it just couldn't possibly come through on the promise of its convoluted first two-thirds it's one of those things that the more we talk about it the more harm we do to it yeah yeah because <laughs> uh, it's it's just mindless fun and that's the thing that we we sometimes forget in we look at old entertainment of any kind television radio to a certain extent even films that they never had the idea that, that these would ever be heard again <laughs> ever right like, this was supposed to grab people's attention people sell, sell some, some colgate tooth- sell yeah. some toothpaste and move on and that is it and if it didn't work who the hell would ever remember that it ever happened let alone three nerds dig it up 80 years later and pick it apart right <laughs> oh yeah but i am same page doesn't tend the test of time not a classic super fun really good time i am embarrassed i love it so much <laughs> be proud all right, Tim, tell them stuff. Please go visit ghoulishdelights.com, home of this podcast. You'll find other episodes there. Uh, you can uh, vote in polls. Getting the polls fixed, they'll be fine by the time this airs. Um, <laughs> you can send us a message. You can link to our social media pages or to our Threadless store to get some swag or to our Patreon page. Yes, go to patreon.com slash themorals and support this podcast. It is fantastic. We have so many benefits. You get Secrets of the Mysterious Old Radio, a monthly members-only podcast. We have Zoom happy hours. We stream live all of our performances for patrons to listen to and enjoy. And that is just a fraction of the benefits. Well, it's more than a fraction. It's most of the benefits. But there are other <laughs> benefits as it's well. a large fraction. <laughs> <laughs> Huge, massive fraction. <laughs> 
Come on, join us today. And if you want to see us performing, we do uh, audio theater. We do live performances of classic old-time radio shows and a lot of our own original work live on stage. You can find out where we're performing every month and what shows we're doing as a a theater group uh, by going to ghoulishdelights.com or mysteriousoldradiolisteningsociety.com and there you'll see where we're performing, what we're performing, and how you can get a ticket to see us live or... You can watch us anywhere in the world, actually at any time. Buy a ticket and watch it at your leisure. Uh, So, there. Uh, What's coming up next? Next, we have a listener request. We will be discussing the Chess Master from CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Until then... Look out! This is your host inviting you in through the squeaking door. Ease yourself in. The welcome bad resolve. Pick yourself a place to stand. You have several choices. You can stand in awe, or stand aghast, or stand recruited to spot. Or if you find you can't stand it at all, just stretch out on the floor and lie still. You'll have plenty of company there before we get through with tonight's you do have a lot of trouble, don't you, Mr. Holmes? Mary, we have so much trouble on inner sanctum, even our troubles have trouble. <laughs> I think there are times when all of us feel that trouble is piling up on us. But you know, friends, I've found a good way to get over that feeling. Just say to yourself, I'm going to relax and have a cup of Lipton tea. Then when you're comfortably seated with your teacup within easy reach, give your mind something pleasant to think about. That Lipton tea, for instance. Notice Lipton's deep amber color and its welcome, familiar fragrance that's so tempting. Then taste and discover how, de- how really delicious that brisk flavor is. For real enjoyment any time during the day, just take a few minutes out to enjoy a piping hot cup of brisk-flavored Lipton tea. Well, I'll certainly give you a suggestion to try, Mary. And now, friends, if you'll give me your hand, we'll go on with the story. Or would you rather take yourself in hand? Things are going to be a little rugged from now on, so take a firm stand, sit tight, and buckle down. And it won't be a bad idea to grit your teeth and square your shoulders at the same time. On the edge of death next Tuesday. Good night. Pleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.